The conversations on this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to substitute working directly with a lawyer. These episodes are not to be used as a basis to support or defend any legal action and transcripts or recordings of the podcast may not be used for any purpose without the direct written permission of the podcast owner. You're listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast, conversations between girlfriends who have the knowledge and information to educate and empower you before, during, and after a divorce. We're here to remind you, you're grown and you got this. Welcome to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. I'm your host, Kimberly Cook. And today's show will inspire and motivate you to not let a divorce keep you from pursuing your dreams and living your best life. I own Rucker Jameson is the co-owner of Rucker Roots, a natural hair product line she founded with her sister, Ellen Rucker Sellers, in 2014. Their love for natural hair and healthy lifestyles has helped Rucker Roots to grow into a leading beauty brand. Rucker Roots has been featured in InStyle, Essence, Hype Hair, Good Morning America, The View, and MarieClaire.com, and can be found in Target, Sally Beauty, and directly from the Rucker Roots website. While running a business, she also stays busy with her three children. Welcome, Ione. Thank you. Your voice is just fit for this. It's perfect. Oh, well, thanks for saying that. Of course, of course. So listen, I'm really excited about this conversation because, um, you know, certainly we have come a long way from the days at Spelman College and a lot has happened in the 20 years since we graduated from college. I know it. It it uh, it's mind blowing when I say twenty years. It is. I mean, it's mind blowing. I'm just fingers crossed that we can celebrate oh. twenty years in May, right? Yes, yes, very much so, very much so. So you know, congratulations on Rucker Roots and all that that has happened. Um, you know, in getting the company growing and developing, and every time I look up, you guys are just featured somewhere. So. Kudos to you, and I, and I want to get into um, that success and the business here in, in a minute. Um, but be, before we talk about um, the company, I want to back up and talk just a little bit of how, you know, sometimes in life, right, things don't go as we plan them to go. I mean, clearly coronavirus, right? None of us could have seen that. But there are other times in our lives when, um, you know, we almost get thrown a curveball. You have three beautiful children from your marriage, um, and you were married for how long? I was married for eight years. Okay, and your kids were how old when you were divorced, when you got divorced? Um, my baby, I just can always remember this, my baby was only two Oh my gosh! He was um, he was two. Uh, my middle son, he's Rucker. Um, he's my, has my maiden name. Um, my middle son, I think, was like four and a half, and my daughter was like six and a half, seven. Okay, so you had littles. They were little, yeah. And you know, clearly, no woman on her wedding day thinks that she is going to end up divorced. That's just not a thing, right? Definitely. 
But w- once it became kind of apparent to you that, you know, you were going to be facing a divorce or going through a divorce, you know, how did you get through kind of that process, especially then having little children? Yeah, um, I always say, and I mean, this might be just me because I love my kids, that my little baby actually really got me through it. Having to take care of him, he was, you know, still a toddler. And, um, you know, just being the mother that I needed to be for him to be a healthy, you know, thriving toddler actually helped me to really get through through it. But, of course, you know, it was it was sadness. I, I, I mean, I really feel like I was depressed for at least a good year. Um, but um, I also have a strong family. Um, I have, um, I'm the youngest of eight. And we all, um, I moved home when I knew I was going through the divorce. I, I was living in um, with my ex-husband in Washington, D.C. Okay. But, um, we always, he was a professional athlete, so we always kept a home here in Charlotte, North Carolina, because we both are from the area. Okay. So that was, that was a good thing. Um, I, I immediately moved home. Um, to be around my support system, which were um, which are my sisters and my parents and my brothers, and um, you know, just being around family. Um, Yeah, it was very, very difficult. Um, I have a kind of different type of situation. I got married very young. I um, did go to Spelman College. Yes. And I also um, got my master's in elementary education from a small school, um, Converse College here in South Carolina. So I, um, I was in school the whole time, and I never started my career. I got married two months after I got my master's degree in elementary education. So I I always say I went straight from my dad's house to my husband's. Yeah. So it was no in-between at all. Um, so, and I just really had to learn. And fortunately, I mean, my ex, I, I didn't work. Um, I don't know if that was fortunately or unfortunately now because, <laughs> because, you know, I had to figure everything out. I mean, you know, with my, in my marriage, um, 
I didn't I didn't have any responsibilities but to be a good uh, a mother and a wife. Sure. So I didn't have any financial um responsibility. I didn't know how to do anything financially. I mean, I hate okay. to say that now, but I um I had to learn how to do all of those things um with me and my three children. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> So it was just a very big adjustment for me, um, being a young mother and wife that I was. Um, it was I had to figure out if I wanted to go into my career of elementary education, or um, if I wanted to do um, something with you know my entrepreneurial spirit that my family I, I've gotten from generations down from my um, family, you know. Um, so I just you know really had to hone on what it was that I was going to be, how um, I was going to pivot myself into um, really being the person that I knew that the businesswoman, the, um, you know, the educator, if it's per se, if I um, want, wanted to be, wanted to be. So I, I, um, I took some time. I actually moved in with my sister, Ellen. <laughs> Which my divorce attorney told me not to do. Don't leave your house. Don't leave your house. Going crazy. I was like, (laughs) oh, I cannot stay in this house. I have to leave. So I did move in with my sister and uh, me and my three kids. (laughs) My sister, without the permission of my divorce attorney, you know, that was a huge no-no. But I was like going crazy. I was like, I can't stay here. (laughs) Anyway. Um, but that was actually, I, I say moving in with my sister was like the best decision I made because we stayed up. She was going through a transition too. She's was, was is a divorcee as well. She's okay. And I'm sorry, that's my son coming in from playing basketball. That's okay. And, um, and, um, you know, so she was also going through a transition. She got divorced a little bit earlier than I did um, before me, but um, we stayed up late at night and, you know, and that's actually how we, you know, brainstormed our business, our brand, Rucka Root. So it really was um, that five, I think it was like four and a half, five months period was, um, up, you know, just really just being sad and depressed and upset, but living with my sister really, um, you know, was a, was a great pivotal moment for me to, you know, really decide, okay, I own you can do this. Yeah. Put your big girl panties on. You can do it. My sister was like, you don't know how to do this. You don't know how this. She was ragging me out the whole time. I was like, no, I've never had to do any of that really. So, um, so yeah, so that's, I don't but know you if know, I answered your question. <laughs> no, you did. But, you know, because I own, I think, well, first of all, let me just say, I, I really appreciate your honesty with that. And and because there are so many women who are educated as yourself, it's hard to say, look, I didn't know how to do anything as it related to finances, right? Because if you're not the person managing it and doing the day-to-day then you just don't. And, and I can't tell you how many women, um, you know, come in my office and are really nervous about that aspect, right? Because all of a sudden I, as their attorney, am saying, listen, here is the support you're going to receive, or here's the property settlement, or this is what we are trying to negotiate for you. And their response to me is, um, 
I don't know, you know, I've never paid the mortgage. I've never paid our credit card bills. I don't know what a budget, you know, is because it's always been taken care of. And so there is a real learning curve um, as a part of the transition. So I, I do um, thank you for, you know, acknowledging that, that it's tough and, and it takes time. But then also as the divorce attorney, I'm like cringing when you're like, I moved in with my sister. And the first thing and I'm thinking, I'm hoping, I'm hoping her lawyer said to her, don't move. Right. Oh but, but you know what? About that. So I mean, my divorce attorney was a bulldog. So I got cursed out about that. <laughs> I was going crazy. I was like, oh, we were going to kill each other. No, I have to move out, you know? Yeah. So, but sometimes, okay, and I'm going to probably regret saying this later. Realistically, you have to do sometimes what you know is best for you. Your mental health is huge, especially going through the divorce process. And, and you knew you couldn't remain living in the house while going through the process and having little children. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It really is a lot. And in here, I think, I don't know if a lot of states are like this. Here, you have to be separated for a whole year before you can even get a divorce. Okay. So, so yes, yeah. it's it, it, every state really is different. And to think about, I mean, listen, I can't imagine, right, having to stay in a house where you are, you know, even if you were trying to avoid each other, right, and sleeping in separate bedrooms, listen, there's the kitchen, there's the hallway, there's the bathroom, there's the kids' room. It's just not somebody you want to be around and in that space. And so it is, it's very difficult. So I get it. And, and there are a lot of um, times when I say to clients, listen, I recognize it's really hard what I'm asking of you, which is just sit, be there, be still, you know. The hardest thing. <laughs> I was like, uh, I can't do that. <laughs> Understand. I, is, uh, I hope I'm not giving bad advice. No. I, I came out pretty well on mine, but I hope, and that's because I do have a, I mean, and I can say this now because, you know, it's been years, but I do have a decent and good ex-husband. You know, he really is a great father a great provider for his kids. So, um, you know, he was never going to do anything to not provide for his kids. So I don't know if, um, you know, if, you know. That's a big, but you know, kudos to you for saying that. Here's the thing. And I think, you know, we'll talk about that co-parenting aspect because that's a huge component after divorce of navigating. We, we have, have three children, children and, and though our, our relationship didn't work out, we still have to parent our children and your children were very young. It's a little bit different when parents are going through a divorce and they have kids who are seniors in high school or really into college. Um, that's a very different dynamic when you have a two-year-old, right? <laughs> Be because there's a lot ahead of you or even, you know, a six-year-old because we're talking about decisions regarding school and doctors and extracurricular activities. And, and so all of those things make a difference when you're trying to co-parent. And, and figuring out that balance, um, you know, of co-parenting. So 
when we talk about, again, this idea of co-parenting, was it something that you knew pretty early on that you guys were going to be able to kind of figure out? Or has it been really a work in progress over the years? Um, well, my situation was different, a little different, because my ex-husband always traveled. So I was used to kind of being the only parent anyway, sure. um, you know, the primary parent, I should say. Um, so when we got a divorce, it was pretty much understood that I was going to still be that parent, okay. you know, because he, his job is to travel. You know, he doesn't, he, he's not stationary. I mean, now because of coronavirus, he is, but um, even though he's a retired athlete, he still works for the NBA and he still travels a great deal. So, um, so co-parenting for me, I never wanted to, you know, some people take spite out on their ex-husband or their ex-wife. I always wanted my kids to have a good relationship with their dad. So I told him from the step one, look, you can see your kids whenever you want to see but I am their primary, you know, mm-hmm. I, I need to be able to make decisions, you know, because I'm here, you know, I want to be here and I'm here for them at all times. So, um, so he, our situation is, is that, um, you know, when he's at home, when he's here, he, he can, he can have them the whole time he's home. <laughs> if you want to have them, take them. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> most of the time he's traveling. And, you know, and even if he wants to, te- you know, let them come to California. Or so I- I've flown to ca- them to California so they could spend a week with him. I've flown them to when he was in Cleveland for them to see him. So I am just a very, um, I guess, flexible type person, mm-hmm. whereas I just want my kids to have a healthy relationship with their father. They understand that their father... We, that we're divorced, number one, and that their father travels a lot, number two. So, um, so our co-parenting, um, you know, it's a little, it, it's, and, and the thing about it is that now, um, that my kids are older, one of them, my daughter might say, mom, I don't want to go to dad's house this weekend. And right. he's okay with that. Cause he understands she's a teenage girl, you know? Yeah. So, and so my boys are just go, you know, so, and I'm okay with that. And he's okay with that. So, um, it sounds like it's, it has worked because you both have been willing, right. And able to say, listen, we're going to make this work based on what is best for our family and best for our kids. And, you know, one of the things I think is really important for families, especially women who are going through a divorce is whatever has been working, let it work, right? And so, you know, to your point of he traveled, he traveled throughout the marriage, that is a part of his job. You were very well aware of, you know, look, his travel is going to be something that's going to remain the same. And so what that means is a little bit of flexibility on my part when he is in town or us trying to figure out a schedule so that they can go to him because the ultimate goal is um, to make sure that they have a healthy relationship with their dad. And so I think, you know, that is certainly something that I often try to express to clients that, you know, at the end of the day, right, what's the goal? And the goal is to try to make sure that the children have a relationship um, with the other parent 
Now, you can't control that all the time, right? You know, every uh, dynamic is not the same. There are times when uh, you may be dealing with somebody who is not flexible, cooperative, or, you know, is sabotaging their own relationship with, with their own children. And that's a whole other, you know, ball game. However, um, you know, I do think that, you know, being able to recognize, um, as you have clearly done, the importance of saying, look, we'll figure it out however it works. And, you know, the kids now, too, are, you know, a part of that kind of process of, you know, hey, dad, I will see you this weekend or I'm not. And listen, talk about teenagers. Divorced parents are not. We all recognize at some point you don't want to be around your parents anyway. So I'm sure your teenage daughter, there are times when she is not trying to be with you. So, you know. Exactly. Like during, I could just remember like during like May of quarantine, she spent like three weeks at her dad's house and I was like are you okay <laughs> are you but we just, I guess you know we were she just got tired of me or something because I wasn't tired of her but I was like are you good out there like um she was like yeah mom I'm just spending time with dad and you know he was so happy that she was spending that time with him yeah but, you know it's just you know it's just that's it just works. It just works. Yeah. It just works. And that and that is perfect. Well, I'm hoping it just works. Let's hope. Let's pray. But it, it seems like it's working fine. So well, that's all you can hope and pray for then. Well, you know, and, and that's exciting. So let's talk about so you have all this going on, right? You're managing this new adjustment and then you've got children that you're also trying to marriage. And you mentioned that you come from a family, a family of entrepreneurs, and that has been a part of just really your family legacy. And so the pursuing entrepreneurship and moving into that space, is that something that you kind of knew you would always pursue or did the transition from, all right, I'm getting divorced or I'm now divorced. Now, what am I going to do? Was that kind of the impetus to move in this way? Yeah. Um, I always, like I said, I have my education background. I always knew I wanted to do something with education. So I did start a foundation um, called Rucker Education Scholarship Fund. And I started that in 2014 as well. And I, um, because I always, uh, my both of my grandparents were educators in my hometown of Lancaster, South Carolina. And I just always wanted to follow in their footsteps. But then when, after I had the three kids and got divorced, I was like, do I really want to teach? Uh, <laughs> that's what I want to do. I mean, love teachers, they're superheroes. Oh my God, just don't even understand how they do it. But I just, you know, I just couldn't imagine myself teaching other people's kids all day long. So I decided to start the foundation to give back to um, first-generation college students from my hometown that went, that matriculated through the middle school named after my grandfather in Lancaster, which is very, a huge honor because, um, you know, South Carolina and a black man. Yeah, right. So anyway, so he was the superintendent. My um, paternal grandfather was the superintendent of black schools back in the day, back in the 40s and 50s in Lancaster, South Carolina, 60s in Lancaster, South Carolina. And they, um, I think it was like in 1999, um, the new middle school they named after him. So it's a huge honor. And um, so you know, the the requirement is that the student that gets a scholarship had to go through that school. But um, so after I started that, 
we also were asked to do a reality show. I don't know if you remember. We were asked to do uh, basketball wise because my sister's first husband was an NBA player as well. So we were asked to do all these crazy shows that I knew I couldn't do because my parents wouldn't have talked to me forever. (laughs) Those type of things. And and, I mean, they just want too much drama and I'm just trying to live a drama free life. So my friend um, just kind of pitched a family show. Um, So me and my two sisters, Ellen and Ruby, um, were about to shoot that. And so that kind of, you know, we were like, since we're going to do this, we might as well, you know, um, launch our brand, Rucker Roots, on the reality show. So it kind of just, I don't know, it just kind of all worked out to be together. And we just, we knew that we want, Ellen was a chiropractor and she is all about wellness and all of those things. So we just, and we love hair. My, my mother was way before the hair trend. We never were allowed to get relaxers, even growing up in the 80s, even though we had thick, frizzy hair. She was like, uh-uh, y'all not putting those chemicals in your hair. <laughs> we actually snuck off in high school and got our first relaxers and we got grounded for like a whole Oh year. my gosh. So it's always a hair story in my family. So it's just, that and my dad's passion was farming. He was a dentist, but his passion was farming and gardening. And my mom would use those um, vegetables and produce on our hair to make like k- kitchen concoctions or with um, different oils and things like that. So we just took kind of our family roots, you know, okay. growing up um, with, you know, natural hair and health, you know, healthy lifestyle. And we, you know, like when I was living is a very pivotal moment for me and um during my um separation and we just came up with Rucker Roots and um and we were filming the reality show so we launched it on the show so it just it kind of just organically happened that way um but yeah I don't know what your question was. yes no this is no that that was my question like the moving from entrepreneurial right and and having that as um a part of your journey, but I, I, I love the story of how all of this really kind of came together, right? Because look, there was so much happening around the same time. So here you are graduating from school and then trying to manage family and then boom, you find yourself divorced and it's what's next. And so all of these things kind of come together and, and they have now resulted in this fantastic company um, that is, you know, Rucker Roots. And how gratifying is it to see how successful the company has become? It is so gratifying. I mean, I just can't even tell you how gratifying it is. It's very, still a very, very small company. I mean, we, I just left a Zoom call with um, a new team that we're hiring because we need more people. It's like, we try to do everything ourselves and we have assistance and things like that, but um, it is very gratifying. We just won a huge award, um, Allure Best of Beauty for our um, our texture styling moves, which was just, we didn't even. That's huge. We didn't even know how to act with that. <laughs> so we were like, oh my gosh, this is really amazing. But it is so gratifying. I mean, just talking to people and our formulas, we really take a lot of time with them. And, um, you know, we don't just put our label out there on anything. So we really wanted to work. We took, I mean, we took three years 
from the concept of Rucker Roots to, to selling the actual product to really get our formulations to get together. So we, it's our pride and joy. We love it. Um, we're so excited about where it can go. I mean, the health, hair industry is huge. Yes. It's amazing. So we just try to, you know, work it out because Ellen has three kids too and I do too and she has little babies she has twins so it's just hard to try to figure it all out the balance is no bad I don't I really understand the balance it's no balance there's no balance I just like <laughs> minute by minute day by day that's why I was like late to the zoom call because I was like I said on another zoom call so and my son is outside playing basketball and my other two are waiting on me at the school but they know the wait, and I'll be there <laughs> no you know that's life you yeah, know, it's and, life. It's life. It's no balance. I don't really understand why people say it is, but it's not. It's just minute to minute, hour to hour, day by day. Yeah. No. And you know what? And and we manage it the best that we can. And you know. And I think that what is so great about having you say, "Look, there's just so much going on, and handling it as best as you can." I think that's really motivational and and inspirational for women who may be on the other end, right? So deer in headlights, either blindsided with whether it's a divorce filing or feeling as though, look, this is about to happen and can I get through it and what's, you know, and what's to come. And so it's so, I think, nice to hear that, look, yeah, it's tough, but it is what it is, and you know, extremely tough. And I remember one. I'm just rambling now, but I remember one lady at a nail shop telling me when I was going through my divorce that it takes about the same amount of time as you were married to get over it. And I promise you, that's that's true because I I was married for eight years. And I've been divorced about nine years, I think. Now I got divorced in 2011. And I I really feel like now I'm just now kind of getting, I mean, I got over the hurt of it all pretty like in the first couple of years, but I cannot even imagine, you know, getting remarried or anything. But now I'm kind of like, okay, well, maybe, maybe so, you know, maybe one day, not saying any day, day soon, but, you know, it's just, it takes a while. Just what I'm trying to say, it just takes a while for you to get, I mean, if you really were, And that's okay. You know, I I think that it's, thank you for saying that. I think giving yourself the space and the grace to, to say, look, it's not something you just get over overnight. It's a little bit different from the high school boyfriend. And even looking back then, or the college boyfriend, even looking back then, it wasn't like you've been with somebody for a while, then boom, overnight. You add to that, we got married, we have children, we built a life together so yes, and and you give five, 10, 15 years of your life to someone, um, the expectation that the next day it's, oh, well, pick up and it's it, it's all good. So thank you for, for saying that. Look, it may take some time. So to that, what is the one thing that you wish that somebody um, had said to you when you were going through a divorce that you could share then with someone else. And maybe it is the, it, it's going to take some time. 
Yeah, that and <laughs> another great, great thing that um, that I don't know who it was told me. Always keep your own little nest egg. Of- <laughs> <laughs> That, that's an old that's an old adage that that's a you know I'm surprised your mother or grandmother didn't say that but funny it is true because you know divorces get nasty and even though me and my ex-husband are great friends now but divorces get very nasty and you need to have that you know that is that to me is very important because I feel like I wouldn't be as comfortable as I am now if I didn't have my own little nest sure sure yeah, I, you know, it's true. And, you know, here's the thing. I, I have a lot of people who they come in and they say, how long is it going to take and how is this going to be and is it going to be War of the Roses? And and I say to people, listen, you know your spouse better than I ever will. And you know yourself better than I ever will. Now, I may know the facts of the case and the finances, but how people react to certain things that you just, I, as the lawyer, I don't know. And so I can't predict what buttons you know how to push that, you know, I didn't see coming or vice versa. And so, um, you know, to your point, things can can get, get, you know, they can get nasty. They don't necessarily have to. So feeling some sense of security or some sense of, look, I can pack up and move out with my kids if I need to. And I have family support. Or a little stash under the couch or the mattress, you know, wherever it's stashed. It hurt. I'm telling you, it doesn't <laughs> hurt. So, I mean, other than that, and that it does take time, just be flexible. I mean, uh, if you if it's kids involved, always, always, always try to put your kids first because you don't want them to have to um, have the scars of being from a divorce. You know, I mean, they, I'm sure that they will have some scars, but you don't want them to have unnecessary scars. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I don't know the wording for it, but, um, mm. you know, just try to put your kids first at all times. So that's my only. Well, thank you for that. So listen, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today and your honesty and and everything how you got here and and kudos to you and your sister on on all of the success uh that is rucker roots that's fantastic so can you tell listeners where they can find out more about rucker roots yes ruckerroots.com um is our website um also we are available at target sally's qvc.com macy's.com Soon to be JC Penny. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but I'll give y'all the exclusive. The exclusive. <laughs> Soon to be um, JC Penny, Coles, and Amazon. Oh, fantastic! Fantastic. Well, that is that is awesome. Thank you for listening to the Grown Girl Divorce Podcast. Remember, though you may be going through a difficult time, you're grown and you got this. Please be sure to tell your girlfriends about us. Follow us on Instagram at Grown Girl Divorce and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any new conversations.